Well, we are back. We have been to Nottingham and we have conquered the world. Have we not, Chris Kadir? Oh, destroyed it. Destroyed Absolutely. it. Team England represented. Uh, and I'm going to claim lots of kudos from that. I'm totally not going to refer to any ranking that any person made prior to this event about how the event went. How did you find Nottingham, Chris? Did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a really good time. It was a really nice event. Um, I really liked the venue, to be honest. Um I've seen a couple of complaints that maybe the they needed to have a better food thing, and they had like a it was a, in a big sports center. They had lots of other things, a big swimming pool and stuff going on. And we basically taken over the big central sports space. It was a bit cold in the mornings, but it was generally fine. And they had like a cafe that the venue had apparently said that was going to handle all the food, and maybe struggled a bit with four hundred people, roughly, wanting yeah. food. I mean, I don't think they uh, didn't pay the electric bill at one point. That was that was the incident. The lights going off during our round three <laughs> on the Saturday was hilarious. Followed by a giant, way <laughs> across the entire hall. And then immediately followed by just little phone lights everywhere. It's oh, like yeah. Concert. Nobody was great. letting that, that shooting phase or movement phase be stopped. Everybody just went, no, I'll get my phone out and I'm straight on it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was um, but I... I haven't been to one of the UKTC event, the single events for a little while, and it was really good actually. I quite enjoyed it. I, I didn't necessarily agree with the double. I didn't quite realise it was double scorched earth till I'd looked at the pack the night before, and I was like, oh, okay. But... Yeah, it's. I mean, that's the one issue I've got with UKTC is the the lack of missions. I mean, last before they were playing double uh, priority targets, so it was basically go second and you score fifty primary guaranteed, almost. Um, but yeah, that's changed to double scorched earth but you know a bit of variety might be nice in there i'm not sure which mission you put in exactly I need to go through the pack properly and have a look but i'm sure you can mix it up a bit well if you guys are interested in finding out anything more detailed about the stuff we talk about tonight we're just going to run through how our events went and we'll have a little mention of our uh, famed list that caused quite a stir in the um england applicants uh facebook chat people were not happy if they weren't ranked or weren't listed apologies to marcus hinson mike duff Mark Pocock, who didn't make the list, despite the fact having a channel on the Discord, because we didn't realise they were going to that event. But we will mention their final placings as we go through. Should we do the list first, or should we talk about our events first? What do you reckon? Uh, yeah, let's let's save the rankings to later, because I think less said about that the best. <laughs> let's go. Well, let, let's <laughs> talk about new new Necrons, because that was the new hotness. Yeah. There was the most there was the That's most taken army out of all the ones that were there. Uh, over the Marines, yeah, I believe so, yeah. But Marines are always the highest, oh, so... Poster boys for do we, for the, uh, what do we call it, for Games Workshop, aren't they, at the moment? So, run me through, and then Necron's Adventure in Nottingham, Chris. What did you play? Yeah, so, um, round one, solid start, played a Necron Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> but but the one that didn't scare you because you thought you had the tech to beat it, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's cut up deck court, uh, but it was only one unit of immortals, and one unit of immortals is sort of very easy to deal with with my list, um, and that's purely down to I have. It's honestly one of the best units in the game at the minute. It's mm. the um, squad of locust heavy destroyers, um, with and mythic annihilators, and paired with a locust lord with a risen tyrant, um, and what that combination does is a lot of people miss it actually. Is the lord actually gives uh, critical hits on fives, the same as like a plasmancer does for immortals. Um, and within Mythic Annihilators having sustained ones uh, innately, so they go, right, okay, now they're getting sustained on fives, and now a Risen Tyrant, every time they set up on the board, they're getting full hit rerolls. 
So th- and this unit has so 36 good. shots. So yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just has... It's, go on. I was going to say, is that your instant answer to like an accursed cultist list? Yeah, pretty, I mean, pretty much. That, that'll that drop down and it'll near enough um, kill an accursed cultist brick. It'll, you'll have like two or three big dudes left. Um, which is, you know, you just finish them off with like a couple of immortals or whatever, just random pop shots just to just to kill them. Um, but yeah, they were they were really good, and that that's basically the counter for immortals. Like when I was building the list, I was like, I knew I knew I needed to kill immortals, and I was like, how do I do it? Um, and th- these guys, three inch deep striking away, will do it every time. I mean, immortals um, that now have been nerfed because literally what the day yeah. before they came out, the Games Workshop came out with an F- FAQ to say, oh by the way, this combination's really broken, so now it's just. Two CPs for mortal wounds, but not on anything that's got Canoptic. So it was Canoptic or um, it was Canoptic cryptic. units. Yeah. It was units is the, the change. So it went from units to models. So, so when, you couldn't when just a crypt- join a Cryptek to a squad and give it. Yeah. Canoptic. So a Cryptek yeah. could join a quad squad, and they made that squad have the Cryptek keyword then, right? So, but the models don't have silly keyword oversight. Yeah. Somebody thought for two CPs you'd be going, oh look, my race has got. Dev wounds in combat, so cool. Whereas everybody else went, oh look, exploding critical fives on immortals. And then four wound rerolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. I mean, they, they oh, killed yeah. that at the start of the edition with what is it, Stern Guard. I mean that they the Stern Guard are like that that meme of stop kicking him, he's already dead. Like, cause now they're just they're the worst unit in the Marine go next. But it, it's not quite as bad for immortals. Still got play, or do you think you just won't see him now? No, I think you'll still see them. I think they're really solid. Like before the Codex came out, I was playing a lot with like uh, sixty Immortals. Yes, yeah. And um, and Zeraz just running around, but because well, well, before as well, you had uh, the Crypto Frauds in the units. So you had like three units that were like minus one to hit T five. Had this feel no pain on these Crypto Frauds, and they were just like honestly, they were so ridiculous to kill, and it's just like. 10 one wound dudes you know like that shouldn't be hard to kill but they're really tough they're really really tough so i was running a lot before and i think there's still some play there so like uh the awakened dynasty um mm. the change to the, the stratagems actually helped them quite a bit so now they have access to a one cp strap of full hit rerolls whereas before it was full wound rerolls mm. um which they just don't need because they get that anyway so they go from being oh i'm just hitting on twos um, to now just hitting on twos with full rerolls and crit fives if you stick a plasmancer in there or something. Um, but I think the players to run with a chronomancer because I'd, I'd, I'd take uh, just crits on sixes uh, and running and staying alive by being able to move back behind a ruin and be minus one to hit like for artillery. Um, you're just not dying really. So, so uh, what you'll, you'll notice, people, that what I've done here is accidentally opened the lid of. Chris the Necron player's mind of what he thinks you're with Necrons. But we yeah, did eventually I mean... start with his opponent had one unit of immortals. <laughs> I mean I mean now now the tournament's over, I am just willing to spill everything. I will talk for hours and hours about Necrons. Um but yeah, so well, my so... opponent had yeah. one unit of immortals and that was it. And what what so he's got the Wraith bricks, he's got one unit of immortals. Yeah, he had do you, do you... two units of Wraiths and immortals, he had two Doomstalkers, and he took a, a unit of locust destroyers, like the six man brick with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, not majorly efficient, efficient in Canoptic Court, but you know they're fine. They're still good output. Um, they're just not great into me because I always get the jump on them, so they they just died before they got to do anything. Effectively. And the final score in that game was, uh, it was a hundred to ninety. Um, Ooh, so he scored quite high then. 
Yeah, so, I mean, going into this tournament, you know it's like 350-player event or wherever, wherever it was. It was you, you had to score very high. So, like, quite quickly on, like, by, like, turn two, I'm like, all right, I've, I've worked out my opponent, and now all I'm trying to do is go, all right, how do I score 100 points? I don't care what they score as long as I score 100, which is very, very, very different mentality to how I normally play in teams. Um, but it's what, like, like the top court was four, and there's going to be what I think it was like twelve undefeated or something like that at the end yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you really had to score highly. So these early rounds, you had to score hundred points, so you were really struggling. Um, so yeah, so it was a case of how do I score hundred? I don't really care what my opponent's doing. So but that's yeah, good so, game. So good round one. Where did you bounce into round two? Um, <laughs> wouldn't you guess? I played Canopte Court again. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> this is not the Necron channel. We are not sponsored by Codex Necrons. I mean, so um, did you find anything more difficult in this game? Or did the first game just give you the confidence that you played Canopte Court, you know what it does, I'm setting it up, I'm being Canopte Court? Yeah, I mean, ge generally my game plan in Canopte Court is um, just kill the Immortals as soon as possible, and then there's nothing in that army that can kill three Catans. Um, and that was the idea of the list. Yeah, the so rates just I, kind of slap at them a little bit, don't they? There's yeah, no... they, they they do nothing. And um, like on average, if you get like two Catans into a Wraith Brick, they'll kill it over two turns. So that was that's the general game plan every time of like just t just sort of tie them down. I'll outshoot and fight them in in combat, and then I'll out OC them because I'll just throw some Immortals or some Tomb Blades on the Adeda with them at the same time. Um, and that's that's generally how it went. Um, and who's your second round opponent? Uh, that was a lovely chap called James Rouse. Really nice game that was. Um, was I, did, did I say my first round? Probably? I don't know if you did, actually. It was um, a lovely guy called Lee... What was his last name? Lee McBride. Um, both absolute stellar opponents, first two games. Really nice guys. Um, so, thanks to the game. I will say, I didn't see any or hear about any really acrimonious games this event. And it was generally was run. The refs seemed to do a pretty good one, and I basis on the fact that the last one there was some issues with people being quite shouty at opponents and some massive rules issues. And do you yeah. know what I mean? So there was issues. And I mean, let's let's take a moment to talk about that, Tony. I think if you're if you're going to an event um, and you want to like. If, you're like, you know, if it's one of your first events or you've been to like some smaller events and you come to a big event trying to sort of get in sort of into the community i think just just be nice like yeah. there's, there's there's nothing worse than playing with someone and they're constantly trying to gotcha they're constantly just trying to like do some clock manipulation yeah we, we I, there's a couple of times just... i put a clock in and then i forgot to do the clock or i left it on my opponent yeah. I'm like, Dude, don't worry about it we're not going to play for like i'm not trying to time you out it's just i've got to be strict on my clock practice and that's just part of going to wtc prep i think you the gotchas are gotchas are a funny one i, I also want to talk about my games there was one where my opponent forgot something that was i didn't think it had a big thing on the game it gave me a chance to get some more points but i think i was still behind but like the you kind of go, well, some are big, some are small. If it's in your own turn, you see, I'll always go, if it's in your own turn, you, you've forgotten, that's fine. If it's out of your own turn, I'd say ask, and then I'll have to weigh up whether I think... If, if it's a big thing in the game, I'd probably say no, because WTC, I'd expect you to tell me no. And I'm, it, when I have asked things like that, I'm always like, it's absolutely fine, dude. Yeah. And so some people apologizing, I'm like, don't apologize, dude. If you think it's too big, it's too big. That's okay. And that's on me, and I won't make that mistake again. You know, So the... If you are worried about going to your first event, though, the generally the UKTC, UKTC events are pretty 
good ones to go to because they are the same format, the same terrain. Everybody knows what they're doing. Lots of people have been to them before, so it's very easy to kind of pick up and get into the swing of. They do the handy little mission packs that tells you everything as you go through. That is a bonus for anybody for... God, back in the days, you had to go find one rule book and find the mission and then find the map. That's the single best the, thing yeah. about UKTC, those little books you get. It's amazing, honestly. Yeah, it's, it, I it's, love it. It's such a low, probably, like, probably not not massively low cost, but low cost, you know, little thing for them to put in place that you can keep, take away, take your next UKTC event, practice with away from the event. It's really clever, I think, from them. Just another little few marketing things to go branded, how you practice our events and try, as they try to push their place mm-hmm. as one of the, the biggest or the the biggest uh, tournament organizer in the UK. So that's two games won on a Saturday. We're up to game game three. Is it three Necrons in a row, Chris? It's not. It's not three Necrons in a row. Thank thank goodness. Um, Game three. Oh, my score. My score. We didn't do scores in round two. So round two came down to... um, I was on 98 points in my turn four. And it was Kilmore Holmore. And to max primary, I had to kill a Catan. And I put everything into this Catan. Oh, no. and I left it on two wounds. It was heartbreaking. I was like, no, it's about 100 points gone. Um, ended up on 98. So it was, it was a 98-83. Again, high-scoring game uh, for both of, both of us, really. So, um, again, just keeping that. Um, so, good wins. That's how I'm going. But yeah. Necrons score high. Necrons play the game well. Necrons going to play missions get points and they're not easy to kill i mean it's all stuff we've seen in yeah, the previous I mean, book with the index but they double down in some areas but depending on the attachment you take now my list is just like it turns up to the table and just scores 40 secondary points pretty much just automatically yeah. it's it's so good um so who was yeah, round so it was round game three. three game three was a lovely guy um called Stuart cohen mm. um a big shout out to Stu. so he he turned up to the game and immediately he's like Look, just so you know, this is my first ever tournament. Um, so, you know, if I get anything wrong, you know, I'll apologize. And he was very clear in sort of how he wanted to play, just have a nice game. I was like, yeah, totally chill. I could tell he was a little bit nervous because he started just reeling off like all his army lists and everything before he'd even like sort of yeah. greed each other. And he was just like telling me what everything did. I was like, oh, just chill out. It's all right. It's all right. Um, but yeah, honestly, um, he, he was a fantastic player. Really, really knew what he was doing. So obviously he'd gone two and zero already at uh, his first event. Um, runs into me is a little unlucky, um, but he's really, really nice guy and has really sort of switched on. He knew all his rules like to perfection. He knew sort of the core rules of the game really well, um, and he, he came down from Scotland. So I actually did uh, went and spoke to Innes a little bit afterwards about him because um, I asked Stuart Stu at the, at the table if he was like interested in sort of WTC or anything like that, and but you know. Scottish guys were always looking for players, so I thought, you know, go have a quick word with Innes, tell him about him, and hopefully he got introduced, but yeah. Um, That's awesome. Really dude. nice guy, really good player. So day one, Big Chris. Yeah, so 179 in the end, so I dropped two points on day one. Big That's Chris doesn't at. doesn't have a night out, he stays in, he rests his eyes, he has a, a oh, good yeah, gift. Until cause... about whatever time you guys came back in the morning. Uh, no comment. Uh, there, there is a video. <laughs> <laughs> It's a video, but uh... there's a video of a half-asleep Chris being woken by a teammate going, "Yeah, Chris, we're in the final." Chris is completely asleep still, going, "Yay, yay!" <laughs> and then going, "Click," and snoring. <laughs> Two seconds later, it is quite funny. 
That's how it goes. You're how it goes. Tournament zombie. So you come again Sunday, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed. What have you Refresh. got drawn for the Sunday morning? Then you've looked. You've obviously spent the evening going. I'm hoping I'm getting a good draw. What came out on Saturday yeah, night? Yeah. So uh, Eldar, uh, Chris Patterson. So very, very good player. Plays a lot. Um, part of the um, tryhard team. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking, sort of, if you're looking to sort of get into 40k guys, if you're sort of looking for a community to sort of um, help you introduce you into the game, I really recommend the tryhard guys because. They're really sort of doing good things in the community. There are just like there's a lot of people um, sort of playing that team, and there's a I think there's a Discord. I think we can we can try and put the Discord uh, link in this this uh, episode, Tony. That'd be good. Homework um, for me. Just... Find the try hard. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I can send that to you. But yes, uh, yeah, really really recommend sort of uh, getting involved there. You can always find TTS games and anything, and just sort of hit any sort of hints and tips about sort of factions. So yeah, really good group of guys. Um, so yeah, um, I knew this was going to be rough. Um, it's at Eldar. It's just it's really difficult. Like no matter what, Phantasm is just a pain. Um There was a point when you were playing towards the end of that game and I came over and I was like somebody was going, Oh, Chris has lost it. And you all I'd lost. Both looked so I, tense. I, 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 had, I had genuinely lost this game. Um like a, a couple of rounds of just real bad dice. Um but that just happens. So then what pulled um, it back? Good dice. Oh dear. <laughs> good dice good pulled dice it gods. back smiled on you they did um so it, we're gonna have words up. about we're gonna have words about these dice gods in a minute but let's go yeah there's the next round we'll talk about them um so what happened here is turn four like again i was i was i was debating it's like do i because it was scorched earth and the only real way to scorched earth is to, like, to get 100 points is to burn your enemy's home objective mm. so my game plan quite early on was to just turtle down for like maybe one or two turns, but by turn three I have to be on his backfield. I have to be pushing him. Um, so I attempted that. I think I went for it turn. Yeah, I went for it turn three. Um, because turn two I deep struck in my mythic squad, and just split fired all three of them into three different squads and killed all three just so we got rid of his screens in the backfield. Yeah. So it allowed it allowed me it just opened up a big hole, so I could both do a three inch deep strike and nine inch deep strikes in his backfield to get uh, to his two night spinners on his home objective. So I dropped in um, the void dragon, um, a unit of heavies with the anti tank guns, and a unit of immortals three inches away. And the plan here was to just kill one of the night spinners and then shoot and move onto his home objective okay um but it started off well so the void dragon um i get his big anti-tank shot through which is good hits on twos wounds on twos and gets a six up save versus that goes through i think it does like six damage or something like that um and then his other his other attack does a few more damage um leaves him on i, I think like two or three or four wounds or something like that. It wasn't yeah. a lot at all. Um, his mortal wound ability failed on a two-up. Rolled a one for that, which is unfortunate, as you'll hear in a minute. Um, then my anti-tank guns shot. All three of them missed. <laughs> and I was like, ah, this is an issue. And I think, yeah, he must have been on like three or four wounds. So I was like, oh, maybe the immortals are spike and kill him. Left him on one wound. 
And I was like, ah, if that two up would have gone through, he'd be dead. Or just any anti tank gun hits, he's dead. It's just ah. And that gets you the objective, um, and moves you on there. Gets me the objective, denies, denies his objective, and then the next turn allows me to burn his home objective with no contention, because um, it just would have been a night spinner sat on there with nothing else that could reach them. Um, so it would have been a massive swing in the game in in my favour. But what what instead happened then is those two night spinners killed um, an immortal squad on my home objective that allowed the Incarn to teleport onto my home objective and get captured in the outpost. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dice exactly. be fickle. Dice be fickle. Um, so it was pretty rough at one point, but I managed to squeak it by um, his turn five because I'd gone second, giving him a zero primary. Um, I really had to try for that, and then um, I managed to, and th and that that was because my Catan, my transcendent Catan, which is an absolute hero, went in and killed uh, seven wraith guard between shooting and combat. Ooh. Ooh. Absolutely, there's an elder player that, that gives me shivers. That's like, oh no, 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 no. That's no, thank you. Absolute hero. Um, I mean, he should kill a few. He's very, he has got good profile into them, but he really just powered up. Like when I got my um, melee wounds through, rolling my D6 damage, like every single one was a free up. So it was just killing them. There was no inefficiencies at all. So I got, I got a bit lucky there to bring it back, and that was just an 83-79 win in the end. Um, Chris played that really well. Did everything he needed to, um, but just the dice swung a bit both ways and ended up just going out on the good side of that. So that's four wins, big wins, yep. heading four into the fifth wins. round, and we draw Josh Roberts on Lumin Canop Deck Court. So that is three games out of five I've played versus Canop Deck Court. And at least you're playing the guy who's running more Immortals this time, isn't he? Because he's yes, he's playing really 20. Yeah, so he's definitely playing on that broken strap that was already basically nerfed, but they let run for the event because it came too late. Yeah, um, and this game, like, I saw before the before the draw had even been done, I was like, what's the mission? I was like, it's corners with 15 primary, like, hold three for 15. So I was like, just don't give me Josh. Just anyone but <laughs> anyone but 18 wraiths. I'll happily play anything but that because there's just no way I can stop him getting, like, 15s for a couple of turns. It's just it's just not possible. He just runs out, um, doesn't he, and goes, I've got, it, I've got these blocks, yeah. and we'll get through them, but not quick enough to stop him scoring primary. If he's, if he, yeah, exactly. I mean, if he's scoring 10s, it's fine, because I can, I can match him on primary, and I'll beat him on secondaries, but when he's scoring 15s, that's, that's not happening. Um, so we went into this game, and it's corner deployment, so, you know, he's he's just on top of me instantly. There's there's nowhere to do any of my tricks, any little jank. Um, it was very, it's extremely difficult to hide Catan on this deployment because mm. the Immortals are basically in the middle of the board instantly, um, so they just move out 11 inches in whatever direction they want, and if my Catan are on an objective, they just die. Um, so it's just a real, real rough round to get this list against, um, so... Um, and it just went from there, I suppose. So it starts off and is a bad match, and the dice just did not go my way at all here. So my Catan were like a transcendent 
and a Nightbringer over like two rounds of shooting in combat killed like two wraiths. It was just it was just horrific. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's not good. It's just bad, and everything just died. Like five wraiths would shoot a Tomb Blade squad and kill them, like completely. And it was like three wraiths would fight five minus one hitting mortals in combat and just kill them all. It was just like, oh, it was relentless. So yeah, um, that was just it was just bad. Um, I'd lost basically my entire army by like turn two over the Nikatan. So it was just game over from there really. Bad times. And that's still a pretty good run. Four and one at a three fifty man event and hitting a, you know, a former England captain with a top of the metal list that is obviously doing really well. And Josh would go on to win the event, would win both of his bracket games in the final four, was one of the top four score. I think it was the top score going in, possibly. Yeah, I think Josh scored like four hundred points or something, or five hundred points. Did he drop he scored, any points? I don't think he dropped any points and he went into the top and scored another two hundred points. In his final yeah. two games, so he was absolutely smashing it. So yeah. no shame in that. Does do you think you make any tweaks to the list, or is it dramatic overhaul after the event? You, is there some things you go? Actually, that was maybe I thought it would work differently, or I'd need to change it. Or you, the core is still the two blades, the um, triple katan, and you're working from there. Yeah, I, honestly, I really like the list. The list's fantastic. I think um, after if, if we were playing post nerf, I think even on that deployment, I still win um, because. It just allows me then to just put my katan wherever I want. Um, but lazy the issue was, be fickle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the issue was I had to deploy them on the sides away from ruins and then they're having to like spend like two movements. Oh, well, dude, if, if you've anywhere. got no fear of any shooting from his army, that means that exactly. that build has to... I mean, that build then has to change, doesn't it? I think maybe the Canoptic Court will be less popular and you'll see a lot more hyperphase because if you haven't got the ability to put out two relatively cheap units but that kill big targets really well what does it in that list the wraith stone there's literally nothing in that list that kills katan so then you have to you so you have to pivot to i reckon i reckon you're going to see 18 destroyers so nine nine heavy destroyers or something like that maybe maybe the doom stalkers they're reasonable shooting still aren't they i don't know like like the only thing like immortals will still damage katan if they're on objectives but while they're off objectives that's it. Rely, relying on somebody to be on an objective to kill their big things is always dangerous because then they can yeah. just throw other stuff or they can just shield the objective or screen the objective. I think that's 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 difficult. Well, dude, that's a pretty good we'll run see. and no shame in that as an end result. Uh, well done. Congratulations. Pretty much. good run. Um, yeah. I didn't have the same run, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, God, I, I, do I, it. Well, I had... Five great games. I played Thomas Winfield, who is running orcs, and Tom run. He likes to run a big four world unit because he's got a massive orc collection. So last event, I think he was running. He's telling me he was running. Um, did he run a kill tank? He ran some big, huge four world monstrosity. And this one, he's like, I've got to get the stomper, not the stomper out. This is the uh, gargantuan squiggle because it's amazing. And he's like, but it, it looks and it is that model looks so cool and it's so big. It looks like something between Lord of the Rings and forty k. I've not seen it. It's I've oh, it's got massive it. tusk. Moving it like it like as some of the guys said to me pre game, I didn't quite realize it's the only deployment during a war where you can actually put it so that in the first turn he can just move it out of his deployment zone. All the other ones he has to position it at a certain point in that quarter because. Weirdly, UKTC don't really like it. Land Raiders really struggle on that terrain. Things like a Squiggers really struggle. I suppose they, they do have certain fire lanes, but in other, in, like depending on what angle you're at, sometimes those boards can feel really dense. Like drawing a yeah. line of sight through can be a real nightmare. So he 
deployed that with 20 boys in and then he had like um beast boss the um the boss knob on the squiggasaur with a little squad of the riders a couple of trucks a couple of cannons um and i got to go first and we we talked whenever i talk play games against anybody i always go what do you think in terms of the games that we thought did you think i made any mistakes into your list is there anything you think i would do different vice versa he Tom was lovely to play, but the game was pretty much it was first turn one was kiting each other. Turn two, I just went, Well, this squiggers just moved out and I'm gonna have to go for it. But turn one he'd left his the boss knob with the six boys just out in the open. Because he was like, Well, I thought that this we, we both wanted to f- flip to a, a flank and like turn the Dawn of War into Hammer and Anvil. But my push meant that I could go right, well, ten wart spiders, ten shadow spectres and three bikes and an autark can all push one flank and shoot and kill this whole unit in one go. And his flank just collapsed. So he pushes out with the trucks and the squiggers. And then the the big boy Wraith unit, Wraith Guard unit, stepped up and did um, 24 wounds out of 30 to the squiggers in shooting, which was pretty bad. And then... Um, That'll do it. Yeah. Ouch. How many wounds does it have? 30. And then... Oh. Um, Fugan fluffed it because Fugan had a, a weekend of fluffing it, and then I finished him off with the night spinner because it rolled two sixes naturally, and then I just went fake dice. Thank you, it's dead. Um, so killed that, and then the boys inside got killed by charging, just other things. Um, on the same turn, I draw a capture enemy outpost. So five wart spiders flamed off a unit of Gretchen, and the solitaire went over there just to make sure. So like, oh, and then the ten wart spiders. Couldn't I couldn't kill the truck that had the knob unit in with the war boss, so I had to charge it and wrap it with ten war spiders, which was just kind of <laughs> so. So by the end of his turn two, he had Mosrog and a truck screened in a corner by five war spiders, and then he had a truck wrapped by war spiders, and then everything else was dead. Ouch! And there, I designed the list to be fast, but you think it's fast on paper, and then you play it in reality, and you go, "Oh yeah, Eldar really fast." Oh, and yeah, I think, Eldar's stupid fast, dumb. Yeah, and I, I love that about 40k units. I prefer things that can move move again, have the ability to get themselves out of trouble. I think yeah. that was a really good good game for that. I bounced from that, great game with Tom, into um, JC Room with Dark Angels. and that. Now, I think this is a, a, a mission thing. I got a draw here, and I had, I had a great game against Jay. We played once before ages ago, and I was using Eldar planes. He was using Knights. That was very one-sided. This was... My dice deserted me in this game, and I feel like the the culprits for this are the wart spiders, and they went hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, and if they went cold, my game was a real struggle because I brought twenty wart spiders in a ten five five. They went hot; it was amazing, and I think I love the ten man. I think it looks cool; it's really daunting for your opponent. But in my head, I'm like, is this gonna roll well? Or is this gonna roll badly? And there's no buffs you can give it. There's no reroll to wound for Eldar. There's plus one to wound from Eldrad, which is situational and getting it in position is awkward. Gives up potential secondaries and he's 100 points. Like He's just not taking that. So he had Dark Angels with the command squad in a vanguard, though. And I haven't seen this particular combo where he's got a repulsor, just a transport repulsor with 10 Hellblasters Nazi. Um, so they're giving the CP and jumping in the tank every turn. The squad jumps up every turn. He's got a couple of squads of infiltrators, one with a Phobos Libby, one without. Two Lancers, two Whirlwinds. Um, and it it doesn't sound like a lot of stuff, but in Kill War, Hold More, he just sat on objectives and went, cool. Lone up, tanks behind a wall, guys inside a repulsor, 
Terminator Command Squad. I have one Night Spinner. It's not killing a lot. I sent a blip, and then it's things like my game was I shot a Night Spinner at a squad and killed one of the like infiltrators. So I thought, well, get kill and kill more by charging this uh, assassin in. So assassin charges in and kills one and a half infiltrators between AOC and Fiona Payne's. And I'm like, this guy's got 12 attacks, hitting on twos, and I rolled six ones. And I was like, yeah, great. And then I did four wounds. He passed two, passed a Fiona Payne. I'm like, this is just crazy bad. On the other flank, uh, my turn two, I shot Fugan and six of the Wraith Guard into a re that repulsor, and I left it on two wounds, even with a fake die six for damage. And I'm like, oh my god. It was just ridiculous so those little things like that meant that i kept losing kill and kill more because where i'd had to put stuff out and I expected things to die on average dice they hadn't and he just had something come back and the hell blasters were really difficult for my build to deal with because all of my shooting is 12 or 18 inch range and this unit wants to sit in the open with the forest in button and if you do kill it shoot you back and the shots are really lethal into pretty much all of the profiles that i brought for this particular army triple night spinner would eat him Triple Night Spinner would just go, that unit's slow, that unit's dead, doesn't yeah. care. But, I mean, I'd, I'd specifically not brought Triple Night Spinner in the, the style of Yockel, um, who got through to the final, and I was only to lose against Josh. You know, Triple Night Spinner, Yun Khan, 10 Wraith Garden characters is the, the lean, mean Eldar build, where you don't need a Farseer, you don't need any chaff, you just go, like, Swooping Hawks, a couple of Walk Spiders, they play the mission, the Yunkan goes around, does a thing, and the Triple Night Spinners pick where the Yunkan goes every turn. And it's super reliable and super efficient. Here... GA thought that the the night the not having an incarn was a big thing for him. He's like, you get the incarn out and maybe lose the game. You have a triple night spinner, that's hard for him as well. And it at one point we thought I'd lost the game, but then we realized Jade made a mistake with some attacks in combat and something, and we were like we just decided to call it a draw. We rolled it and we rolled a roll off and I went, on a four plus you win the game, mate, and on a, on a one to three other way, and he said, Can we have a draw? And I went, Yeah, fine. Because he was a great guy, I had a great game, and I didn't he was very gentlemanly to, to when we realised he'd made a mistake to go, oh, well, should we change the scores? And I didn't want to end my second game with him, so in a bad way. And we had a great laugh about it, and it was a really, really good laugh. But, oh, my God, my dice were just terrible. The, the Wart Spiders that done really well in the first game did nothing in this game. Run <laughs> a few ones from the number of shots, did you, Tony? No, they did an okay number of shots, but when you're wounded on fours and sixes of dev, the average of dev wounds isn't really that great. And I suppose you're always relying on the rolling higher. Um, yeah. so that was okay and then the the actual the terror unit for me was the Terminator Command Squad because he kept pulling it out off the table every turn dropping it in or um, doing rapid ingress and then it's got the plus one to charge so it's just always going for a plus one to charge on some weird flank and it was really difficult for me to play around and the Wraith Bomb always had to get away from it because I can't really take a charge from that unit particularly well it could fluff but there's a good chance it does a lot of damage to the bomb and once I'm tagged it's difficult Um yeah. Fugum did not do well that game. I, it, it was close. I, he did have a big swing of luck at the end. With the last turn, he got capture enemy outpost, got capture enemy outpost, and killed my Farseer, even with a CPB roll on an armor save, to get assassinate, and got 21-point swing. Because I, I was down and pulled it up again, and then he caught right back up, and I was like, that's cards. Do you know what I mean? If he draws the perfect combo of cards yeah. and to get kill and hold more at the end, I'm like, there's just nothing I can do. Um, and I'd been behind for a couple of turns at the start. Just, just a hard game, and I don't think. I look back at it and go, I don't really think there's anything I can do apart from 
I don't know. I put all the chaff units in reserve because Kilmore is really difficult. And this is the round where um, some other players like uh, Will Whitaker, who we picked for our top seed, dropped some points. Uh, Vic dropped some points as well. I think people maybe play this mission, kill, kill more, hold, hold more, purge, isn't it? To go, it's I'm so just different. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to build my army and hope I get a good match in that. But if you it's play a guy who doesn't give up a lot of kill points like I got, and then he's got, well, you've got five spiders there. Oh, you got a Farseer and a bike there. Oh, you got a Night Spinner that I can, you know, attrition over a couple of turns of whirlwinds. Really difficult. It is, and it's like, it's just such a different way of playing, and I really like that. Um, I wish there was a bit more variety like that in in the cards. It, it, um, do you know what? I, I, it used to be previous editions had missions like that, and you had to build for it, and you had to play missions where you didn't have to give kill points. And WTC sometimes had kill points for a couple of years where they added it in as a secondary because there was a point where I think it was I want to say 8th edition or even 7th where GW took all the kill point things out of the game so you could just go well then if I just spam loads of little units I win the games and the game became for a short period of time about how many units you could fit in your army because it was just like I can just hold the objective based on number of models on it and I just win so they had to put something in to comp it along with their own terrain pack. But I had a great game against Jay. Uh, we had a good laugh all the way through, and it was it was really close all the way through, just because my army and his was not a good match. So I was a bit down with a draw, but I was like, you know what, I haven't lost, and it it was 77. A 77-point win would have probably not seen me getting to the top anyway, because the, the reality is, that, like you were saying, no, losing not. a two or three-point you know, a loss in a sorry, getting a win with two or three point points dropped means that you're still quite off the pace. And I saw that with other players over the weekend who would go on four and even five and oh, but they're well down in the placing. It's just because they dropped 20, 30 points. Um, and I ended my Saturday playing a guy called James Collywood in guard. And I saw guard and went, Oh, I hope this isn't the list that the seam's been styling recently, which is just artillery spam. Wasn't, but he had the, um, the Rogal Dawn, Tank Commander, Demolisher. Basilisk, Manticore, the Solar Reroll Squad, and then some Bulgrin and some Kazakin. And just one Manticore and one Basilisk. Yeah, just one of each. And That's much easier. For yeah, you know. if I'm honest with you, they didn't really do much over the course of the game because no. one of each with like the odd buff is okay. My Once again, I discovered that if I can't get my Wraithguard unit into something... It's hard for me to kill Mech with just like a Fugan and possibly an Autark. And that Rogal Dawn survived for bloody ages. But, my, you know, my luck in this game was the reverse of the other one where I managed to flame an entire tank down with all the Wart Spiders. Um, my first shot of the game was Fugan, got himself in half range with a Melter and popped a tank. Um, popped a Chimera with a load of guys in. The Night Spinner yeah. went mental and just wiped the whole unit out. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Love it. <laughs> no, that was it. The other way around. The night spinner went um, six hits, five mortals, and killed the chimera once Fugan had looked over at it, and the auto oh charged in and God. ruined it. Yeah, I was like, this is great. And there's a point. There's a point in my first turn where my, where James went, "Do you roll anything but sixes?" And I was like, "You could use my." I was using the Eldar dice by GW, and I was like, "These dice are deciding you mean, to." You weren't more using more. our dice, Tony. What are you doing? Our dice were the fate dice, and they were. Mwah, chef's kiss okay, I rolled okay. so many sixes on them the first time well I didn't want to I didn't want to intimidate too much and be nice and go okay. oh I'm teaming That's 40k done. these are the dice um, plus I was giving some away every time so I gave some just to make it easy I gave a few to each person I played over the weekend um, so that 
Nice and easy. Anyway, I'm running Eldar. I've never used my Eldar dice. Shush. So uh, that one was um, a reasonable win. That was a 93 in the end for me. Just because once you start killing the fast elements of guard of the infantry, yeah, the artillery is there, but I was left with a, I wasn't left with much. I was left with a race guard bomb, a, you know, a solo character and a night spinner on a couple of wounds. But I had the table in terms of I yeah. pushed him right back. It does make me wonder whether you have to go like heavy flavors and stuff and be aggressive with those tanks rather than just sitting them still all game and just go, you know, it's extra units to tag, to tank shock, to be, do you know what I mean? If you're playing a game where the attrition is a bit, because he did kill all the chaff in the end. He did get most of the stuff that could die dead. Um, but it was a it was a great game. Really lovely guy. Really nice way to play the game in the day. Um, so I went two and a draw on Saturday. I wasn't unhappy with that. And I'm like, All right. Well, I'm thinking, okay, I'll get a nice match in the morning, and I can I'll probably get a tougher match in the second one uh, because not many people who will have had a draw. So I look in the wit in the draw pool, and there's one other person on the draw, and it's Will Bloody Whitaker who we had at the top of our pairing list with is a curse bomb that we all think is the best list in the game. That Isn't I, Eldar really good into a curse? I thought they were really I'd good actually into a curse. Te- I detected yeah. a version of the list originally to play a curse a bit more heavily. But, uh, I mean, looking at, uh, like I say, looking at the who was there, it um, there weren't actually many people running a curse. Because to actually go and get these 25, 30 pound boxes that have got two torments and, what is it, five guys you get? Five guys and two torments in a box? It's something crazy like that. It is hundreds of pounds just to build the accursed units. So not many people have got that or converted it or whatever. But lucky me, I got to play Will and we got to play in Scorched Earth again. And again, that's a great mission for the accursed. And Will got to go second, which was a heartbreaker for me. Because if you go in second, he gets to burn at the end. And it was, I didn't do badly, but this was another one where game one, what spiders, anything they flamed died. Game two, Wart spiders, anything they flamed didn't take any damage. In this game, 11 wart spiders on my go turn. I killed one, like a curse brick, down to three or four guys. The solitaire was once again terrible. Ran in, precisioned out the mind witch, just. I mean, she did 12 attacks, hitting on twos with a reroll. We done threes with a reroll, got three wounds through before saves. And he ju- yeah, exactly. And he just failed it with a CP reroll. To kill the mind witch and then the spiders flamed and the spiders did 11 d6 did 28 hits uh yeah that's not great that's not great i did 13 wounds with three devs yeah that's so you killed a, hand, a handful of chaff because yeah. they had saves and they had, and honestly it was that annoyed me more than anything else because I was like, oh, this unit. And I'll skip forward to a couple of games where one of my my opponent last week the weekend, the same unit rolled 48 shots and killed a vehicle on Overwatch with just dev. Like, Why should I every time? I know! <laughs> so that, that was, it was a really good game. There were some swings back and forth. There was one mistake I made where I didn't anticipate that a Lord charging with a good advance could make a big enough charge with his pylon to see my solid my um, spirit seer in the wraith unit in the middle of the board to do precision to the, um, the heroic challenge. And then he got him in and the Chaos Lord did four wounds with no devs and I passed all four of my saves without using my auto six. 
And he's like, I've never seen that happen before in my life. And I'm like, yes, it's good, isn't it? And then in return, he left the torment out. He, he moved some stuff on the unit, moved the torment out, left the torment out of the ruin that hadn't been able to consolidate it back in. And I shot and killed that unit. And he was a bit annoyed with himself that he, he made that mistake. And that's one of those ones where we were, we were really pushed for time because I think we were both thinking about the early games a bit too slow. We had to rush the last couple of turns. It yeah. was a really good game. I actually think that if I play that again, there's a few things that I could do better that I made mistakes on. And that's a double whammy of, I've played a curse before, but not with this build of Eldar. And I'm not practiced enough with this build of Eldar. And even with the Water Spiders rolling rubbish, I think I'd probably deploy that army differently and push in a different way. So I'd push the Spiders one side and the Wraith, I'd probably push the Wraith of a flank. I might concede the middle a little bit and just see where he goes. Because ultimately... I think I've got some tools there to play the angles with my moving and shooting on multiple units. And the Spectres were really good. So I took a unit of Aurelith and 10 Shadow Spectres. Their blast shooting was... That was where you get to go, yeah, you know what? Hitting on twos with potential rerolls is great. But again, wounding on fours is a mare. It is the kind of thing where you do go. If you did take that and you took... And you did go and take Eldrad and you did pop the plus one to wound... That would be a really scary unit for a lot of things. So, yeah, it, I lost that one, but not by loads. I think it was it, in the end. It was a twenty because we 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 just went through the last turn. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'm not not pushing to see if I could. Do you know what I mean? In terms of time and rolling out. Oh, I could do all these attacks over here. I was like, I'm going to move this here. I'm going to shoot this here. I'll probably take that. That's fine. And we had to be quick. But it was a good. It was a good game from Will. I think he was. Pretty happy, but was very nervous about the Shadow Spectre unit, actually, because I guess if you kill those accursed bricks early, then his board presence is very limited because the, yeah. the chosen units do fall over. AOC is really their only defense. It is easy enough to kill them. I had terrible cards in that game as well, Chris. Oh, my first turn was capture enemy outpost and tempting target. And I was like, ugh. Ah, squim. Yeah. What's that tempting target is not that bad for Eldar. But you have a lot of, you don't have little squads of like orcs or anything to throw away, do you, to, to do that? So it's yeah. I can see where that's annoying. No, no, sorry. Well, sorry, it was behind enemy lines. A lie. It was behind enemy lines, and I could only get it with one water spider squad, and I had to sacrifice a water spider squad to get it first turn. I was like, Oh, I don't really want to sacrifice a squad, but I need to get points on the board against this army. You can't afford to trash cards every turn and get zeros. Yeah. Um, so I blocked the Rhinos for a turn, but I, it wasn't great. That's think, fine, though. It's an expected loss, I think, Tony. I oh, think. everybody saw that and thought I was going to lose. Not, every, yeah. not a single person went, oh, Tony's got a chance. And again, like I said, I had a list that had a bit more tech and a bit more blasting, more shots, but I teched down a little bit, and then my other games were probably better for that teching down. Yeah. Uh, like like the Incarn. Will, actually, again, was another opponent who said, I think people just have this innate fear of the Incarn and what it could do. But I look at his army and go, well, I pop a rhino, it jumps over, it charges the lord, it maybe kills the squad, and the lord might even survive and then damage the incarn, and the incarn's dead. Like, that. that's how that incarn feels. I remember watching Vic play um, against Liam VSL's list at LGT in the finals, in the bracket, and just watching him have to throw that incarn in, because he needs to kill something with it, and then it just died. You, yeah. See, that CSM build with three blocks of 25, 30 guys... Three squads of killer guys and rhinos, Celestian Reserve, a Forge Feeding Reserve. There's no chaff to get. There's no support unit that you want to kill that guts the army. I think Incarn in that list really struggles. Um, 
Yeah, it does nothing, literally nothing. But I I came out that one quite chipper, actually, because I was like, I see the roots where if I, I'm thinking, maybe if I do a bit of practice that, and the accursed are probably going to go. We all think OC2 accursed at the price point that they are with the gameplay and the buffs they have. I mean, it was... We just think they're going to go. There was a point where... Yeah, they're going to go up in points. I think it's inevitable. Yeah, I, there was a point where, like, I think it was turn five, as we're trying to push my primary back at the end and score his objectives, he's like, I've got this unit that's failed Battleshock, but I'm going to pop the once per game ability to do advanced charge and the plus one to hit and wound, and I've got, I'm have got i going to grow three guys back, and I'm just like, just does everything, doesn't it? It's a combat unit that has an invun, a feel no pain, the ability to grow back, multiple wound models to tank things on and is OC2 it can advance and charge it can have plus one to hit it can have plus one to wound it's got good damage name me a rule that you would like it to have deep strike put it on it it's probably the only thing it doesn't have and you're like there's no scout give it a scout 10 I reckon That's oh yeah I reckon scout 12 mate Just it doesn't really <laughs> do enough let's just give it infiltrate screw it just infiltrate the damn thing but anyway I bounced okay. from that and I was like, okay, I hope I get a good game at the end of the weekend. I've had a really nice weekend. I'd like a nice, fun game. And I got our first supporter on Patreon, Lewis. Lewis, you're an absolute hero. He'd come to see me right at the start of the week going, Tony, I'm your supporter. Because <laughs> we started our Team England Patreon and Lewis was one of the first to sign up for us. Uh, we've got a hand, uh, handful, a couple of people on there at the moment. And he was running a list that I, I've seen go wrong into Eldar for the Eldar, which is the Chaos Knights. So he's got the Stalker and a load of Brigands. Uh, I think it was six Brigands, four Carnivores, and then Nurgling Swarms and Changeling. And I'm like, oh, okay. And the Nurgling Swarms were just annoying in this because he just throws them all out to do objectives and it gives them a bit more play whilst Knights run at you. And the you have to kind of play around the fact that you don't want to give a chance for his Knights to dogpile you. Yeah. And this was the game where, again, my dice went hot, cold, hot, cold, hot to finish the week, the weekend. So first turn, I killed two knights. Second turn, I killed three knights. And then on Overwatch, he he went to Rapid Ingress's Deep Strike and Chaos Knight on a flank. And I brought down the ten Wart Spiders. And I was like, mm, screw it, you're going to kill him. I'm going to Overwatch. And I rolled exactly, I rolled 48 shots and rolled exactly 12 dev wounds. And then the following turn, oh, the following turn, he drew his cards and he had capture enemy outpost and bring it down. And I had a night spinner on my home objective. And if he that knight had lived, it probably would have killed that tank and got that objective. It was a really big like one of those ones you go ah screw it. But you know, yeah, you, yeah. it was a great game, and you know. Lewis was good. Was a, a good opponent because, in the face of things like he's going, oh bloody Eldar! Like I have the relic in my army, that lets me reroll um, a fate dice every turn, and I just kept yeah. rolling it into a, a five or a six every time. It's like, yay, oh. great! That's always sad, uh, isn't it? Really useful to have. Oh yeah, completely. And then in return, his shooting was not great. The solitaire charged in on Blitz and failed to kill the blue scribes. The solitaire did not have a good weekend. I need to either repaint that dude or have a serious talking to him because he did no no favours for me. He was your suggestion, Chris Kadir. You were like, I think you'd love the solitaire. He's really good. He'd be yeah, really good if, if you can AD3. roll dice. Well, shush your face, you. It, uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I think that is the problem with him. Like, he, if he... I, I wasn't worried about him. All he did great in the orc game. 
But after the orc game, he peaked and then he, he killed some grots and that was it. Minus Legend. two AP, two damage and strength six is that kind of worst of all of the stats that you want. It's fine than an accursed unit because you've got guys rolling loads of attacks or rerolls. Him on his own, a three wound character with a three plus invo, basically just like basic line infantry will take him down. He's just not survivable. Very much, if you need to remove your character or utility bits, that's what he's good for. But if they don't have that in the list, he's an expensive loan up for what he brings. Um, and I'm looking at potentially maybe he switches to a second way leaper. Because the extra fusion, the extra character with grenades, the extra guard that can go 20 inches, like he can, but then shoot a fusion gun, throw some grenades, do you know what I mean? Has fights first. That feels like a better unit to me. Than the solitaire for the same points. Yeah, three wins, oh, one draw, one loss. Yeah, it, it's that's uh, solid. It was solid. I, I think the list needs changes though. The warts. I love the, the ten wart spiders, but it's just not reliable enough. And I think yeah. if I were to take that to a team event, I don't think I could come back to the team after having lost the game and not brought the points and go, oh well, I lined up my whole army, but I, it was contingent on these 11 guys rolling the average of 38 hits, but I rolled 28, and then I rolled under on wounds. You've just got to have armies that are reliable. You've got to be able to put them in a spot and go, this is what it does relentlessly again and again, or that can take a bad turn. Like like um, the Polish guard army that Skark ran last year that had just so many artillery pieces and the chimera to remove cover. It might have a bad shooting phase and you don't lose a lot, but it won't do it for five turns in a row. It'll punish you eventually. I think that my list had a couple of swinging units that we were trying for novelty, but maybe didn't work in that regard. Had a great weekend, though. All but, good. But the question that everybody well, everybody wants to know is, did we get um, any of our predictions right? Not a single one. <laughs> like, oh, oh, they're, they're pretty much back to front. Um, <laughs> do, do you know what, right? Loads of good players lost games this weekend. Oh, and people we, were genuinely shocked. And I... Could, go on. Can, can we talk about the extinguisher? The absolute <laughs> legend. Uh, my good friend, Tanj, uh, James McLough, he was on an absolute tear this weekend. Um, if you head over to the um, 40k Fireside podcast, they'll probably talk about him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you'll come up a lot on their, on their episode. Uh, but... What an absolute hero. I mean, he pairs into, uh, was it Dave first or was it Vic? I think mean, it was Vic. He paired into Vic on, on game three on Saturday and beat him and then paired into Dave Gaylord on the Sunday morning and beat him as well and then lost to Eldar in the last game. Yeah, um, that, that's his nemesis. He hates Eldar. He's like, I'll play anything but Eldar. Well, I actually Eldar, think his, his list is not good into that Eldar build on that mission on Scorched because it's, it's very good, has lots of options, and I think that both David's and Vic's armies aren't quite ready for the the what it brings in terms of hulls. And it's very much what Alex Harrison was bringing, what we talked about previously, where it's a variation of the... He's got the Redeemer, Lamed of Redeemer in hits, but he's got Primary Sword Brethren, he's got Vehicles, he's got the Triple Valiance. There's just loads and loads of bodies and hulls that are really hard to get through. He's got loads of Crusader squads, they're really tough as well. Yeah. He's got, oh, he's gone Firestorm. I didn't realise he'd gone Firestorm. I thought he'd gone um, Iron Hands. Oh, even more interesting. 
Oh, you'll know what you'll know what this does, Tony. Come on, what does uh, what does oh, firestorm so... give you over over iron hands? So your firestorm, you basically you're getting um, assault move and everything. You're getting the the options to have um, plus one to wound in combat shooting, but it's also giving you rerolls on all of your uh, close range stuff if you want it. And you're looking at his squad; he's got Hellbrecht. Yeah, Hellbrecht in there is really good in the squad of Primary Sword Brethren because that is the Marine answer to um, a Chaos Lord and Chosen. It is just scary. The Valiant with triple multi-melters absolutely rinses anything that stands in front of it. It's just scary. Have you played against the Redeemer before? I've played against the Redeemer, but normally they'd have some guys to go inside it that were aggressors, right? That's what that was a combo you used to right. say, but I don't see you any aggressors here. You can run the aggressors, but that takes you down a very certain path because they play the game in a certain way. They've got to have the buff character. They want to have a relic that has a particular style or option in it. And really, this army's going, once I get within 12 and I'm plus one strength on all my shooting, then it's really good. All of my guns are assault. So you kind of get the advance and shoot option that you get in the, the Iron Storm without needing it. The Inceptors, I'm surprised he hasn't got more, actually. He's gone for five with Plasma and five with Assault Bolters. So they're the ones that you can really play. Okay, plus one to wound, plus one strength makes the it tips the plasma certainly over the bracket where they are reliably killing rhinos and killing vehicles and they're putting the damage on chosen things more reliably it's just lots and lots of good yeah. firepower and then the crusaders at 65 points i think i mentioned them in the last one five guys with a multi-melter a melter gun a power fist and inferno pistol that are oc2 and that can reroll their advance um or charge move means that they can get out of a tank three and very reliably go nine to 12 inches and shoot their multi-melter melter gun inferno pistol and throw grenades like they're really good 65 point squads most uh, black templars players expect those to go up in points just because they're they're obviously priced to go in units of 10 in bigger armies but when they're 65 points with all those war gear options very efficient um Calidus assassin is just common sense in most imperium lists that's a really clever list i could see why they, see why both those players struggled though because vic's got lots of Space Marine units in tanks, but he doesn't necessarily go through armor very well. I don't know what he puts into that Lamreda Redeemer with AOC and cover to kill it. I just don't see it. And it's flaming any sort of chosen that want to charge it, anything that wants to get near it. Yeah. Um, and Dave probably is the same thing. He's got um, his Necrons. Well, Dave doesn't. Dave list doesn't do damage. This is the problem. And he's got the. So he's got a, a Katan or he's got no Katan? Uh, Dave took the the Void Dragon. So as soon as the well, the Void Dragon's obviously very good into into vehicles, but, but I it, imagine that died quite quick as soon as it came out. Well, it'll come out, it's... it'll engage, and then all of the Melters will shoot. And then Hellbreath Squad, because the Sword Brethren can be plus one damage or plus one attack, the plus one damage just negates the debuff from the Catan, and then you're going, yeah. oh, doing a lot of damage to that. And the damage is after, right? So you go from one damage to two. And it doesn't get half because you half the one to one when it goes back to two, right? So, yeah, that's that's bad for the Catan. Yeah. So you have uh, to play a game of keep away. That's and even things like scenario. the these Bolter squads, I imagine that'll do a number, right? They get they get plus one to wound and they're strength six. I'm just looking at he's literally got one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I mean, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, eighteen, eighteen, twenty-one. He's got twenty-two melter weapons. That if you get within twelve of his army, he can pretty easily bring to bear. Yeah, that's not even anything die. else. Just twenty-one 
Melter weapons. Minus four, D6 plus two damage. That's a lot of firepower. Eldar, don't care about that, but unlucky. Uh, James, that's a great run. Well done. And both those players are, are top players. Our, I think our ranking reflects the fact that those players hit the wrong list in the wrong missions and really struggled. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, agree. I think Josh was running a top of the meta list that has already been nerfed and wouldn't work the same. Ed was doing a stat check because he ran uh, essentially 120 Marines on foot. And it's just, if you can kill a load of Marine Horde, as Josh did actually play him and beat him on the top final four, you could do something. Manny, I mean, Manny is the world champion of Warhammer for 440,000. And even though he brought a list that is actually a toned down corn list that doesn't for world eaters that doesn't have all the tools and tricks i think nobody is surprised to look at it and go but he's outplayed his opponents he's played five guys played a mirror match and he's just even though the mirror might even be better equipped to play him he's got the models in the right place he's rolled the right dice he's done many things and you know like angron's always live that is a terrible list to get manny to oh don't roll sixes and angron won't come back i would hate to play him with that Coming back every turn for money. Oh, 100%. Guaranteed. And then we look down the other ones and we go, uh, Nassim, now Nassim's guard list was an absolute punisher in, when we were playtesting it a lot. And he's gradually taking some of the artillery out, but it's just lots and lots of guard shooting and then utility units that are going to move up at you, scout at you, can move really quickly at you. There's multiple wounds in the movement phase. There's good shooting. There's reasonable combat in the bull grin. It really is a great all-comers list. He played Alex last game. I was very, very lucky to beat him. It passed. There was a phase where Alex's list, it was all marine tanks, brought to bear quite a lot of multi-melters, and they just bounced. So well done to Naz on winning that game, but they both were there going, if on a different day, Alex absolutely melts his way through the army. And his army was a great stat check. Alex Harrison had a great weekend run with that. Um, and I think there'll be a few people looking at that Marine Army thinking that's quite a clever list. It's tons of guns. I think the core of the list for me is a triple Valiant. Um, and what you put around that, it really is up to you. But just as three tanks that have a real mixture of shooting in Black Templars, because without the multi-melter, 150 point... Sorry, triple the Valiant. That's the multi-melter one. Triple Reaper. The triple Reaper in a normal Marine list is just nowhere near as scary as triple Reaper with three multi-melters on top when you've got a reroll hit and wound on every tank. Because you're just relying on, I'm going to do loads of dev wounds, I'm going to do extra shots. Oh, but there's also two really high damage shots coming in behind. It makes those tanks so much more useful in terms of a utility unit. I think it's a really clever in Black Templars. Be interested to see if they make it through the data slate without Games Workshop realising that maybe a multi-melter is like a 15-point gun yeah. on every tank. Um, and those squads are a bit cheap. We had... Now, in between Naz and Alex, Will ended up being the top of the kind of the four in the draws, um, and he had a good weekend. He lost in the kill, kill more, hold, hold more. I, he was talking to me about it, and he said it was just he hit an army where it was a struggle to play. I'm just going to find the match here. I'll just say. Oh, he drew. It was uh, Necrons, right? But he drew 98-98. Against... I mean, that can happen on that mission, yeah. Yeah, and I think that that's suppose something to think about. If I was going to take that chaos list of teams, I'd be looking at what what do I need this list to do? I need it to push differentials, and I need it to beat people. And if it's bringing th- three units of a cursed and isn't dominating the table and dominating the primary, I don't know if it does the job. 
because 9898 is you know your basic WTC flat draw 10-10 it that isn't what I want from my top of the meta chaos list so that's an interesting result there. I was surprised that he got a draw in that one yeah I mean but it, I mean it's against Necron so it's they're it's very rapes. like I, I've played they're, they're very, very yeah. it's very swingy but it's not but it's swingy like it always tends to be swingy towards the Necron race I can't just... imagine that he's played 100 games with that with his accursed into the Necrons in the new build especially not the Wraith Wall as it is and that list looks particularly Wraith Wall actually um, mm -hmm. in terms of yeah. the combat it's brought Catans and 18 Wraiths just running bodies and things that are hard to get through yeah. so we had Will Alex then Courtney Courtney did, had a good run with his Chaos Knights um, then Vic shout out to uh, Marcus Hinton he's in there as well you're there Chris in 30th 30 is not bad overall. 30 I am, yeah, it was my, my last game took me down a lot of points. It's going 61 in that, so uh, tank, tanked me quite a bit. And then it's uh, me and Tom and then Nathan at the bottom because Nathan had to drop on the Sunday because he uh, was a bit worse for wear. Whose fault was that, Tony? <laughs> Don't know. Uh, <laughs> unnamed persons shall be responsible. But... um. I had a great weekend. I, I took an Eldar list that was not the standard Eldar list just because I wanted to run it. I wanted to see what they, have a little play with Eldar for. Potentially Wraiths get nerfed. Potentially characters get nerfed. Night Spinners might go. Lots of people at the weekend were talking about what the slate could bring. Um, and I, I suppose wishlisting, really. I heard a lot of people say that they hoped that artillery goes back to how they had it at the end of the last edition where it's kind of minus one to hit and minus one to your ap because a lot of people felt that when games workshop did that and limited like you know um desolators down to fives and really addressed how like you know, prolific artillery was the game was in a really good spot yes you could take a unit to chip in or to do damage or to pin something that's great but you didn't take three night spinners and ruin somebody's army and send the incarn over there i think I could see it going that way. It'll be interesting to see whether they just go too far and that's it, artillery's dead. Because I do think having one or two artillery pieces in an army is definitely a playstyle choice. What do you artillery think? pieces, like, I'm I'm totally fine with them just being removed from the game, just delete indirect. Um, I mean, but if you're taking them, they should be used as these like suppression tools. They should they should just, just give them the you know, the minus two move, advance a charge that's cool that's that's thematic um they shouldn't just be killing um like good units they can kill chaff fine like that's nicest bit of reach to get behind ruins where you don't normally have it for things like guard where they don't have like this like sort of fast combat to dig people out um but wh when you turn up to a table and you go in all right like pri prime example at wtc so alex played um thousand sons and Alex was running just like the, I think it was nine artillery pieces at the time. Mm. And it was like, we had it down as like, like a really good win. Um, I don't know, Alex goes first in that game. It's a 20 nil. He just absolutely obliterates Thousand Sons. But what went, and uh, but what his opponent realized was if I go second, I know I'm getting 20 nilled. So what I'm going to do is put every single unit on the line. Yeah. And if I go first, well, I'm going to 20 nil you. And that's what happened. Yeah. Um, completely in the open, completely on the line, went first, just rushed the artillery, got into them, and just just messed them up. There's definitely some tweaks. I mean, I th you you could go the minus one hit, minus one AP. You could go. I like I it, like that the you, ballistic skill, Tony. Ballistic you you, skill. you could go. You could just go. Don't change the AP. Don't change the damage. But 
all out as line of sight shooting counts as Overwatch. Hits on sixes. Oh, that is that is savage. Why? I mean, I'm fine for it, but it is savage. But when you like, see, it's when you've got units that like take the night spinner, it rerolls a hit roll, it hits on fours, can have reroll hits from a farseer, and rerolls wounds. It's basically rerolling everything anyway. The people's problem with it is when they've got artillery, it's usually buffable to the point where it's so good, you're like, great. Take marines with uh, Mercy's Weakness. You're doing a wound on something, then you're firing your whirlwind, and you're popping the strat on the whirlwind. I mean, these are the these are the things where none of these the armies that have artillery that's rubbish don't take it. But if you've got the ability to give it reroll hits and reroll wounds, or one of those two with a reliable reroll hit or a reroll wound, you're just taking it in because it's such a good utility piece. And in a game that's built around, you want to get the right angle, you want to push onto an objective in the open at the right time or you want to be able to move and shoot and not be killed like those are the the top armies do those things they don't present you with their army and just tank that isn't really something in this edition custodes at the beginning did that not anymore i think that that's a big playstyle choice for games workshop and where they want the game to go i'll be interested to see what they do with that in whatever the slate comes out to be yeah fingers crossed it's like next week yeah in theory Hopefully. Hopefully. hopefully it's next week I really want it to be next week because the ITT list submission will be uh, looming that weekend I believe right? looming is the word we're going to go with because we need a week start... Sunday yeah it's all coming around really quickly so ITT is our next one so we will be back in a couple of weeks to talk about ITT because I'm going to the ITT with um, a team of friendly war gamers that you might know <laughs> A team of sweaty bastards. Whoa, 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 what are you saying? <laughs> you are, you've gone for it, you've like, you've made your little team ages ago, you've been like, guys, come on, who are we going to pick, who's the best, let's take these. Look, there's and, only um, me, Manny, Josh, Inners, and Nathan Roberts. It, it, it's not, not a big deal, it's just five guys. Going to What's your team name? Uh, extinguish. Is that... <laughs> <laughs> round, round, try again round two <laughs> well yeah that last time that was just Manny running with some uh, some fun games in Cardiff this is for the, the big boy games but it is, yeah. it is interesting to see um, how we think the game is going to go we're all waiting for the data slate because obviously game as it runs it, at the moment it? I'm running Eldar I'm probably going to run something I probably would look at something similar to Jockle or I'd run a, I'd run a tilt and I'd go 20 Wraith Guard, 30 Wraith Guard, 50 Wraith Guard, 50 Wraith Guard. It's, just 50 Wraith Guard. It's, so, it's so difficult at the minute, isn't it? Because like, everyone knows what the current armies are. There's going to be, if it's as is, you know, there's going to be Canoptic Core out of the wazoo. I there's going to be that, Eldar, there'll yeah. be CSM, there'll I be World Eater. Anybody yeah. worth a salt, if they're going to ITT, if we know that there's a slate coming and we have to have a week less practice, but we can play with the new rules that will run for the next six months, would much rather do that and have a go. Absolutely. There's Absolutely. no fun at an event going, like like even at the weekend going, well, this is a great Necron list, but it's the last time I ever get to play it. Just not fun. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that'll be, we'll back in a couple of weeks, we'll talk about some factions and we'll have a look at some lists and we'll hopefully have a little idea where that event's going. We've also got, um, some TTS events going up for Team England in the next couple of weeks to be confirmed. So I will come back and we'll talk about lists for that and the teams for that. We can give you guys a little insight of where we're up to with those things. But otherwise, 
I think we're going to wrap up with we obviously can't predict the th- anything in 40k but that weekend was a weekend of going around the hall and going my word this guy's lost this guy's lost this guy's beaten this guy what's going on uh shout out to our good friend mike duff came in 135th of gray night lost his second game to no his first game to yockel and it was a really close game actually yockel who would go on to play josh there was a couple of clutch moments where he rolled like double or triple one on his librarians and otherwise he could have won the game so he had a goal. marcus Hinson did really well only lost one game with his tau empire um uh, lost in the fourth round to Jockle. Uh, to Jockle again on the way yeah I thought it was Jockle just going through and smashing all the team England players and then Mark Pocock was ruining his Iron Storm and he lost to um, Malik at the start of the weekend which is no shame in that and then lost to Marcus <laughs> at the end of the weekend so a team kill I know yeah so it's, there was there was a really great number of England guys there that weekend and we had loads of people come over and say hello and say they listen to the stuff we're putting out um, for the podcast so if that was you and you spoke to myself or Chris, you got to play one of the England guys. I hope you had a great weekend and you really enjoyed it. Uh, big shout out to Zach and the UKTC team for having us all over there. It was a great event. We really enjoyed it and we'll certainly be coming back for ITT. And then um, it's Manchester in March, isn't it, as well? God, a busy couple of months at the start of the year as we get into yeah. the new... Yeah, I mean, there's a there's ITC a big South Coast season. one as well, but uh, oh, I think we're, we're, we're too northern for that. I. A younger Tony might have made it to the other side of the country, <laughs> but an old Tony with uh, commitments and just not travel down to the south unless it is something superb. So that one I might skip. And also we've got like Home Nations and other events coming up. Yeah, there's a lot. Of Busy lot. couple of months for Team England. Guys, thanks so much for listening tonight. Um, big shout out to our sponsors, BCP. You can go find out everything about that event, not even before you came Super Major. You can see the list, you can see the placings, you can see what the opponents ran. Really great tool. Um, whether it's the app or the website to go and have a look at it. Um, if you're interested in getting some 40k games in, we have a series of RTTs with our sponsor, Crazy Warboss Gaming. They are based currently out of Glasshammer, but are looking to expand into some bigger, um, larger super major events over the coming months. So if you're interested in some RTTs or some team events in the meantime, go and find them on Facebook and have a look at what they've got on their events calendar. And finally, if you want to get some of our amazing Team England dice or objective maps, you can find us on the Discord. Um, the link on the last video we put out for the pre-tournament apparently has expired. I have updated it on that one, but the link on this video will definitely work. And we have some of our dice for sale, which are producing conjunction with our other sponsor, uh, the Scrapyard Orc, who does amazing sets of custom dice, all sorts of cool 40k and non-40k related logos. If that's kind of stuff you really like getting custom dice to go with your army. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks very much for supporting. Make sure you, if you're finding us on uh, YouTube, dropping a like and subscribe. And wherever else you're finding us, drop a like, drop a comment, say hi, and we'll catch you in a couple of weeks.